Oh, Welcome back to the Star Tribune's Talking Preps podcast. Uh, very happy to have a special guest today, uh, Coach Ken Pauley from the Benilde St. Margaret Red Knights Boys Hockey Program. Uh, Ken, good to be with you. Thank you, David. Good to talk to you again. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, nice, and, and it's especially nice to catch you on an uptick. Your uh, your squad has won seven in a row, so that that that's going to make for just a better interview, just just for that fact alone. Well, it will make me less philosophical. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, you've you've said it in the past. You had good teams that you know didn't always do didn't always show their their best against the top opponent during the season and your contention was always you can be talented you can have a pretty good record but if you don't win you know those really those kind of I don't even know what we'll call them big games prove it games statement games whatever you you know you got to win some of those during the course of the year or how 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 serious are your intentions about making a dent in the postseason and with with that all said I, I I'm sure it's been a bit of a up and down for you because you lost some against some quality opponents, including three in a row at one point in, in mid-December, and now you've rebounded nicely and, and picked up a lot of quality victories along the lines of this seven-game win streak. Yeah, I, yeah exactly. I mean, let's not – I don't know of anyone who doesn't ever go through their, their season, their life, without some degree of self-doubt. You know, I think we're always kind of looking for some affirmation that we're on the right, on the right track. And, um, and I wasn't, you know, and certainly early on, I wasn't overly worried when we lost a couple, um, you know, a couple tough ones, uh, but, but you sure as heck need to follow up with, with something like, oh yeah, maybe we're better. Again, when we lost, we beat Hill Murray coming out of the gate, Dave, and then we, um, uh, and then we lost YZ in overtime and lost to Moorhead in overtime. And then we lost in the last second to Hermantown or last, you know, 15 seconds, whatever it was. And just as you were saying, it's like, well, if you're not going to get it done when it's on the line, and that's a, again, you've interviewed a million coaches and they all say the same crap, right? It's like, well, you know, we're just not making the plays the right. Well, if you're not making the plays and what's that say about you? And uh, right. And so, uh, so again, um, it's nice that that all of a sudden we've started to make those plays and uh, you know, we turned a, a losing record into you know, a nine and four record. And we know that's not the end of it, but again, you feel some affirmation, you know what, maybe, um, you know, maybe we're all right. And it's as you said, it's like, well, you're not the real deal. If you can't beat the real deal and prove it once in a while. <laughs> no. Well, and that said, uh, not to, not to rain on the parade here, but when I mean, you beat Maple Grove by a goal, you beat Stillwater by a goal, you beat Chaska last night by a goal and you've got wins, but I think it's, there's still <clears throat> a lot of, coachable moments in there to tell your guys, Hey, yeah, we're glad to have the win versus the loss, but you know, these, we didn't exactly skate them out of the building. So let's, let's keep our focus on what we got to do here. Well, thanks, Mr. Sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> you said something. You, I'm not, sure. That not, to coaches... rain on the, not to rain on the parade. Yeah, far be it from you to rain. Give me a thunderstorm. Your, coaches um, are uh, never fully satisfied. So no, they're not. No. They whine and cry. It's like that's the, 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 the funny thing. And believe me, I fall in that psychology. It's like before you play a team, you're like, you look at the record. Oh, they're not that good. They're not that good. We can beat these guys. They haven't done this. And then after, if you beat them, you go, oh, that was a great team. <laughs> 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 you, you rip them down. Then after you win, you build them up. It's just a joke. <laughs> um, but, but, but you're right about that. That's a, it does show you that 
you know, even back in, in 2016, when we had an undefeated regular season and we got upset oh, yeah. in the section semi, um, I was just telling someone the other day about that. I said, keep in mind, we won like eight overtime games that year. And so it's not like we were dominant. So just what you were saying, it's like, well, you're not blowing guys. I mean, you were good, clearly, and we're winning when it's on the line. And that says a lot about your team being able to win when it's close. But if you're not closing a deal out, if you're not winning five, two, six, one, um, it, it you're you're not dominant, scary, and that's you know. So that's that that, that you have to take that into account too. You know? We're recording this on a Wednesday. You beat Chaska on Tuesday night. You don't play again until next Tuesday, the 18th. What what does a coach do? with a week span in, in, in the midst of the regular season, it's an opportunity to get guys rested work, you know, install some things. What, what do you try to do at that time? Go to Chick-fil-A and sleep. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was hey, that was dinner for me last night. <laughs> it's outstanding. Come on. They should give you some money for the pot here. Um, I think, um, you know, you know what it, 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 it those that time off, I, I've always called this the long, short, it's a long, short season. And yes. even though, you know, we get beat a lot for high school, it's, you know, oh, it's a short season, but it really does get long for these kids. Cause a lot, a lot of them, you know, they've been all been playing in the fall. So getting these um, uh, scheduled breaks are huge. And so, yeah, you can turn the dials on a few things that need to be you know dialed in, you know, whether it's specialty situations, but I think even more important, I think the time off the ice, is every bit, if not more important than time on the ice at a certain point, especially, I'm sorry, I'll say it in the era of COVID, you know, with kind of that emotional, psychological, physical stress on everyone, uh, being able to like, we don't play this weekend. Um, I, I think back when I started, you know, I'd be like psycho enough to have a Saturday morning practice. No way. Give the kids the weekend off, you know? So it's, it's a, uh, it, it comes at a really good time. We played a nice, a tough stretch here. We had a last week and then Chaska, last night and we got a big St. Thomas game coming up so we can get in some good work. We also, I think more importantly, we get some rest. <laughs> you got St. Thomas coming up and and I think the biggest, you know, coaching from a coaching standpoint, them getting Mike Randolph, I, I thought was quite a, quite a big deal. And, and when you saw that, what did you think? I thought they instantly made their team better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, you know, uh, say whatever you want about Mike, but the guy's a winner and he knows what it takes. And, uh, and Eigner's done well uh, for himself uh, uh, too. Uh, but I think when you, um, I, I think, and I think that we talk too, sometimes too much about quote unquote, great coaches. I think we probably should talk more about great coaching staffs, people who've had, you know, um, success over the long haul, usually have one or two people been around them and have kept that thing, you know, kept that thing together. And so, a lot of times I think you have to think in terms of coaching pairs or coaching threes. And I'll tell you, you put Eigner and Randolph together and, uh, and St. Thomas with the talent they have, uh, that, uh, uh, that, that doesn't hurt them, helps them. <laughs> yeah, right for there. sure. For sure. They, uh, you, you want, what do you call your holiday tournament that you won? Yeah, it, uh, it's, it's the tradition in the park. It's yeah, it's a, a separate entity runs it, not us, but yeah, but it's over at St. Louis park. It's called uh, now it's tradition in the park. Yes. I think it was called the holiday classic for a time. And yeah, yeah. The, yeah. You games. can't, who can keep track of that stuff, right? So tradition. So ironically tradition at the park, even though it's gone through, it's changed hands more than you know, 
<laughs> that's right. Collection played on Sunday, you know. Yeah, yeah. Traditionally, it has been called tradition, so that's been an issue too. <laughs> we'll call progressive old park. <laughs> that's right. That will, you know, that will always be different for you now uh, since since Jablonski's injury, and that was just this was just ten years of it, and and you you don't need uh, a ten year anniversary to to dial into the emotions of that and and so on the memories and all that but what was what was it what, what did 10 years hold any different significance to you this this time around yeah um you know the distance it's it's um it's a good question because i was thinking because i know pam lodge just wrote an article um in the yeah. strip on this and um and i was just and, and it's something that you a lot of times I think you, you put it, it's like anything that you grieve, you put it in its place. Um, but when it, when it comes back, you know, it, it, it comes back with its capacity to bring all those emotions and the hurt and the rest of it. And it's even the very last game of the, um, of that uh, tournament, Dave, I, I parked in the, there's a bank or some, some, uh, a bank uh, parking lot very close to, cause there's overflow parking and I parked in that uh, in in that lot, and that's the same lot that I parked when I basically, um, you know, the the first, when the injury happened, I came back the next day, um, and so all this it's just, it's just a memory, you know, it's it's a memory a minute, and I think um, and I think you know anniversaries kick those memories up in a powerful powerful way, you know, and um, you know it's it's in in a lot of ways it's 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 one of the greatest seasons we ever have. And it's the greatest season we ever had that I wish never happened, you know? And so it's the way it is. The legacy of, of his injury. I I'm still surprised the, the way, I mean, I guess I'm not surprised the way that, that Minnesota, uh, the, the changes that came to the penalty structure, I am really quite surprised in, in, in a good way that it did happen on a national scale and that the, the ripple effects from this horrible situation went out and, and changed the game for the better nationally, because that was not a sure thing that that would happen. And it did. And I think, you know, if, if you have to take any kind of silver lining out of it is that there was real change that, that affects every hockey player in this country. And that's, that's, that's remarkable to me. I think that, I think that is a silver lining. I think you're exactly right. You know, that I, again, it's not, Nothing is going to be perfect, but anytime um, I'll use the phrase, anytime you raise awareness of something like that and people are, um, and, and too bad it's tragedy that often raises awareness. Um, and, and, and let's face it, if there's, uh, you know, five or six kids, if there's one kid who doesn't go through that because of that awareness, um, then, then we'll take that, we'll take that to the good, you know, to make it, uh, you know, to make it safer. It's a great game. It's a fast game. Um, but it's also going to be a dangerous game if you don't play under control, you know? So, yes, I, I think that's, I think that's the big, you know, and let's face it the time and man, you were at the, I got to think it brings up some, you know, it's tough for you as a reporter, but you're not like made of stone. I mean, you've got a family and stuff like that and you can, and your, your kid plays sports and all that. And you sit there and you're near the epicenter and around all the people around it is too, around this stuff too. And you look at it, and, um, you know, it's a, it's, it's a sad deal and it resonated in a way that really surprised me. Cause you and I know Dave, come on. It's like, th- th- Jack's not the first person this ever happened to, 
<laughs> Clearly not, right? And yeah. but the way it happened and and positive the positive that's come out of it is is that's great. That's great. Say hi to the dog. So <laughs> yeah, the biggest thing I I just you know I always say you know kid goes down in an athletic contest. All right, get up, get up, come on. That the urgency of of me saying get up has changed. You know, and now I it's, yeah you, you don't want to be witness to the next situation like that, you know, come on, get up. Let's all live to fight again. Another day. Come on, you know, get up. Anytime, anytime, Dave, anytime a kid slides in the boards, goes hard in the boards. I, 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 I jump. I, and, and that didn't happen to me before. I physically react, you yeah. know, so it's the same, 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 same type of thing. Right. So most not, shocking not, about not, Pam's uh, articles that you weren't quoted in it. That, that's <laughs> I couldn't believe it. For once, I was unavailable for comments, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, in, in all seriousness, it did get me to, it did get me to wonder how, how often do you talk to Jack and, and what, what's the last time? And, and cause he was, he was always a bit of a wise guy and, and, you know, you, 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 uh, you, you work well in those scenarios. So what's, what's the last time you two spoke? Well, we actually, t- you know, um, yeah, we, you know, he's just like any other kid who, who moves on. Um, yeah. And, um, and he basically, uh, you know, it's like, they're, they're, they're very much a part of your life, but you know, they, they move on. And so I think that's um, your comment about me not commenting in the article aside. I think that's important and that, yeah, you know what, he's in a different phase of his life. You know, Ken Pauly's not involved in that. And I think that's one thing I said at the time. It's like, you know, he's going to move on. He's going to move on from this. And, and, and we got to see to it that he's able to. And I think the fact that, um, you know, he's out in LA and, you know, I know, uh, and, and doing good things out there. And Kelly Cheesen was a former player of mine, was a CFO, kind of helped, helped him with that. And Jack has, Jack has been given some responsibilities and running with it. And so he checks in with me when he, just like any other uh, alumni, you know, they kind of check in around Thanksgiving or Christmas. And I'm actually just, when you said that, I pulled a text from him from December 21st. Um, he said, what's up? I won't say the inappropriate thing he said to me. Uh, but he, he, he says, he says, you, he says, you around for lunch. We're trying to get together. And, uh, um, and uh, unfortunately our schedules were not lining up, but he did say, he goes, okay, try to have the team above 500, 500 by the time we meet. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's well. That's I'm glad that that I, I was worried. I was I didn't think I was going out on too far of a limb to say he was a smart aleck. That that text backs that up. Yeah, that's yeah, yes, yes, it does. He was qual- he was qualifying. He does not want to be seen at dinner <laughs> with a loser. <laughs> well, you know what? You said something during the course of this that caught my ear. All right, so you're three time state champ. Um, all at Benilde St. Margaret, two single A, one double A. How are you in overflow parking? Don't they have something set up for you, uh, your own stall, anything? What the hell you gotta, does a guy got to do to get a little respect around here? Well, b- basically not have 10 years before you go to a state tournament. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a nine-year nine, nine absence, so I think maybe they uh, – <laughs> yeah, you know what, but you got to keep in mind, I am, I am still a – private school coach at a public facility. They just assumed that I walked two miles. <laughs> <laughs> they took it. They took the, the parking, the reserve stall came down after that 2016 season. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. I don't think I, I don't think I ever had. It's like they, no, um, the people around you will always keep you humble. So yes, but <laughs> come on, it's a, it's a tournament, you know. Heck, yeah, it's the way it is. Yeah, well, that's your home rank. I thought they had done you. You think so? Yeah, you would, you would, you would think so. But you know, nope. I got cross the cross the treacherous Monterey Boulevard, or whatever they call it. I'm curious, you know, Jack and the other – well, Jack was not a senior. What was he? I can't remember. Was he a junior that year? Jack was a, a sophomore when he got Sophomore, okay. So, yeah, sophomore. but nevertheless, he's pushing 30, as are the yeah. guys that were on that team, seniors, whatever. And, you know, you're a teacher and a coach. I, I go into a, a uh, an animal shelter, and I feel bad that I can't take every animal with me. And, and I just – I just – I'm really curious how teachers can – continually every year say goodbye to another class a coach can continually say goodbye to another senior group that would kill me and how do you guys how do you keep that up and and what's what's the the trick to 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 being able to move on and and not sit there and you know feel horrible about oh this this group is gone now that's just so many goodbyes I'd, i'd hate that how do you how do you do that it's a great question because it's it's the it's 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 the brutal part um there's two things that get, it, it does not get easier. It gets more difficult because of what you're talking about. And I think being a, a father myself and, and you are aware of this, um, you know, with your daughter, you become as a parent, you're very much aware of the passage of time. Oh, um, yeah. Right. And, and every, moment, every moment's precious. And, and, and basically in your coaching and teaching, you become more acutely aware when you start and you're younger, it's like, ah, you know what, it's kind of your job and the kids and they'll come back and eh, they, they, they don't, things change, things change and people move on. And so um, it's, 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 it's bittersweet. The great thing about this, Dave, is you basically always have, you know, there's, there's another, there's another group to work with that you feel like, Hey, you know what I can make, I can make a difference. I can make a difference here. We can put something in these kids. We can, we can help them. And so, uh, but it's still so sad um, to say goodbye to kids, even like, I'll tell you that. And that's the, so there's two parts that are brutal. Um, when you make cuts because you're saying goodbye and, and changing the dynamic of the relationship forever with a young man and some handle better than others. And we know all, we don't need to get in all that, but the fact is that part. And now of course you say goodbye again, at the end of the year. And I'll tell you, during section playoffs, it's like uh, you skate around the ice and practice. And I just look at, and this year, you know, I'll be looking at guys on the ice, like Tristan Sarsland and Brady Akish and, you know, and, and, you know, Adam Marshall and Wallstrom and these guys. And, and you'll be going, huh, these guys have been around for four years and this is it. And it's, uh, it, it doesn't, but it's, it's just like anything else. You have to put it, you kind of put it in that place and you kind of accept the, you know, the brevity of life and the brevity of these experiences enjoy them while you can, you know, so I don't know if that answers the question, my friend, but it's, it's not yeah, easy. It does. What remind me, what was your first year coaching? You've been around for a good long while now. What was that? What- <laughs> my first year coaching at BSM as a JV coach was 1987. And, and I became the head varsity coach in 1990. That's insane. <laughs> this is, that's 32 years all of a sudden. That's right. And a pound and a half a year. And that is my present physical condition. <laughs> <laughs> what well, we're talking about, you know, goodbyes is that 
is there anybody you're, you're, you're one of the elder statesmen in coaching now. And, and is there anybody that, that you don't see around anymore that you used to that, that, you know, it's, it's a, it brings a smile to your face when you think about them and, and all that. Is there anybody like that in your travels? Well, I really miss, I, I miss cause he, cause he, he died recently. I really miss Brandon Flaherty um, of Duluth Marshall. Duluth Marshall. Um, correct. Yeah. Yeah, and I had uh, developed a really um, close friendship with Brendan, and and just loved seeing him in the summer and spending time with him, and and kind of texting with him and stuff like that. So I um I very much um I very I very much miss him. Um, I get um, and, and now it's like <laughs> I'm starting to become one of the last of the Mohicans here because I don't um you know there are people who are now you know, leaving, you know, Mike Taylor, you know, has retired from coaching and I still see him from time to time, but it, it, th- those things are getting more difficult. But I'll tell you what I get, what I really get nostalgic for Dave is the, my first couple years coaching was all brand new. And I saw Todd Grinna, who um, I coached against um, in Hutchinson. He was a Hutchinson Tiger head coach and an administrator out there. And he played on those great Grand Rapids teams, won state championships, great guy. And, you know, Jim Pohl, Johnny Poles dad those are guys i broke in coaching against george nemich down the red wing and i guess i guess i get really nostalgic um you know not seeing you know not seeing those guys you know um and that's that that passage of time you know jim pole actually said something to us once um like because uh, jim would coach i coach against jim pole was basically terrific coach down the red wing and really planted that program and provided it with talent his sons <laughs> and uh um, yeah and, and Jim told us, and he was, he became the athletic director and then George Nemnich took over for him. And Jim was kind of like the Moses figure, you know, he basically built it, but he couldn't enter the promised land. His kids could, you know, and he, and George Nemnich, who he basically had mentored was the guy who coached all the state tournament teams they had. But Jim told us as young coaches, Dave, in our conference meeting, because we all got along so well, he said, you guys, and we'd go out afterwards and have a burger and stuff like that. And he said, you guys really enjoy this because this is rare. It just does not happen that often when you have a group like this. And the, it was the Masota conference. And you know what? I, I, I was 26, 20, I was 27, 28 years old. He said that. And I kind of let it go in one ear out the other. I mean, I respected it. I didn't really know what he's talking about. Now at nearly 58 years old, I know exactly what he's talking about. Cause I haven't experienced that ever since. Yeah, yeah. And you've, you know, you've, you've kept, you know, you've, you've had well, you president of the coach association for a little while. You've, you've continued to uh, try to be one of those people that, that shows the flag for high school hockey. People will say, Oh yeah, private school. They try to, you know, cut you down, you know, this or that, but you know, the bottom line is you're a teacher by trade and an educator by trade and, and a coach. And you still have tried to be at the forefront of doing things that are good for high school hockey. And is that, is that part of that influence of that older group when you were a young man? I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, I'm a history major. I, I, I love history. Um, that's why I'm, I'm not sucking up, but that's why I love the book that you and Lauren Nelson wrote on the state tournament, which people, should get in uh, um it, it's just a great history and i think it it preserves things that need to that are worth preserving and worth celebrating and i think that's I, I think when i think you have to have a sense of your responsibility uh responsibility you know to the um you know to the game and for every person out there is oh yeah you're basically ruining hockey by what you're it's like that's a bunch of crap and just you know one ear out the other but the fact is to me as coaches um, we are stewards. Um, we're, we're stewards of this game. 
or stewards of the programs that were that were that that were coaching, and um, and and I and I've always tried to keep that. I've always tried to keep that in mind, Dave. That you know whether it's in in, in well, you know last year even with COVID, you know with the bridge season we put together. For some people, they didn't want to do that. I didn't have to do that. But I did because I thought it was the right, you know, the right thing to do for the kids. And I think anyone who's in coaching, whether a teacher or not, is in it, you know, for the kids. But I also think you have to have a sense of 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 the bigger of the bigger picture. We've been given uh, this great tradition, and what in fact are we doing with it? And so I just I, I have a sense for that. What's the challenge on the other end? Staying relevant because I mean, kids. Some kids will buy into history and tradition, and other kids, it's like you're response to to jim pole kind of just yeah okay fine but i'm i yeah. think it's hard so how do you stay relevant why do i want to play for you today you yeah know? yeah i don't know i, I don't know if it's basically in terms of staying relevant in terms of that basically just being around so long if, if whether the message goes stale is that kind of what you're getting at yeah or just you know just connecting it and selling it to a, a new we i'll tell you at the beginning of the year we we're very intentional and even we're very intentional in terms of basically the things we've, and we've always have done this, the things we put up in the locker room, kind of celebrating past players and, and teams and what we do with our alumni and even with our website and trying to keep things updated with alumni and, you know, in our team orientation, um, we're, we're very intentional about teaching about, okay. Um, you know, what was the history of the program? You know, what, what do you have? And, and believe me, I, I know they're all not buying into it, but an awful lot of them do. And, and when you've been around for over three decades, like I have, when they come back, um, you know, you hit, you hit some, you don't hit all of them. You're never looking for a hundred, you're never looking for a hundred percent, but, and I know we're not alone in that. I mean, you go up to, I don't care if it's, uh, I don't care if it's Hermantown. I mean, you, we just got done playing at Braemar. How can you not, how, how can a kid not skate at Braemar and not be aware of its history and its tradition? It's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible. My alma mater, St. Paul Johnson, you walk into Phelan Arena, it's like a museum to, to the program and it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and, and some, and, and, and for some kids that, you know, that, that does it from some, for some people it doesn't. Okay. That's fine. You, if you're looking to bat a hundred percent, get out, you're not going to bat a hundred percent or even 90, but I, I, I think, I just think you have to be intentional. When I was at Minnetonka and there was a short prelude, I was there for three years, uh, a short interlude, excuse me. Went for three state years. During one of those, didn't you? Yeah. What's the, yeah. Once they turned the second year yeah. um, and, and, and a, and a good, uh, and a good group, but, you know, the first thing that we did um, in, in the locker was like, you know, I found like all the old trophies and things they did. And we brought that stuff out and we put old newspaper clippings out. Because I thought, you know what, um, you know, we didn't, it's like Minnetonka has got a great hockey tradition here. We need to get it in front of the kids. So every day they see it, you know, in the locker room and, uh, and, and, and Brian Yurick continued on with that, had great teams and they've had great success. I'm not saying, I'm not saying they had great success because we did that. I'm just saying the point to me, it's always been a priority for me that the kids understand um, basically their history. I think that's important for kids, period, regardless of hockey, but at least for in our little world, in our little world of hockey, because it seems big to us, but small to most people out there. Um, I think they need to, people want to be part of something you know, people want to be part of something significant and they want to be remembered. And, and, and I think what that ultimately does when you do that is they understand. And I think this goes back Dave, to what you're saying before that when they leave, they are not forgotten. Yeah. That they are yeah. not forgotten. And, and so, and, and so that message is constantly, um, you know, be, being driven, uh, being driven home. 
And one last thing for you, getting back to the <clears throat> the season that is going right now, it's you've you've seen as much as anybody. So I don't want to get into oh we've never seen it this like this or because I'm sure it has been. We just can't all our recall isn't all that sharp to always point out each individual year. But there has been a real hot potato at the top ranking, and a lot of teams taking each other out. Um, where are we headed? Do you think as far as uh, how this thing all plays out. What, what, are, what do you? What does this all mean as far as the what the, the state tournament, the section battles? What, what do you see when you look at these top teams that are getting a, a you know a little bit of each other's flesh and blood here along the way? I might be I might, I might be better asking you that because you see it at every sport. I, I think it means the reason we're playing a tournament that it's like it, I, I think it it certainly it makes it. Um, I, I, I certainly, the, my first response is I, I, I think it makes it fun. <laughs> I, think yeah. it makes, I think it makes it a lot more fun that we're not looking at, um, you know, basically one anointed team that we just is going to come through no matter what. And so I think it makes it fun. And I think it just, I think it places that emphasis on we have a tournament for a reason and that rankings are fun and, and all of that. It means you're winning, but it just it, it more, now more than ever I think it reaffirms the fact Dave, it reaffirms the fact that it's it they just don't they just don't mean that much but I, I like the fact I, mean, I look at sections like uh um you know St Thomas and Creton are in the same yeah. section right and that that and and obviously there's probably some people in there who feel like they've got something to say about those two teams too but we know it's not just going to be you know St Thomas is going to be anointed to come out. Um, Andover is clearly, you know, their number one ranked and all that stuff, but let's face it, they're going to, uh, they still have to go through Grand Rapids, don't they? Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> uh, we're, we're recording Rapids this on a Wednesday and, and this is the day that, that, uh, let's play hockey puts out their new ranking. So by tonight, in a few hours, this conversation will be, you know, have a lot less relevance, but as it stands right now, the top 10 Andover's number one, Grand Rapids is 10. That's section seven. Edina's number two, Benilde St. Margaret's is number eight. That's section six. Lakeville South is alone with Section 1. Hill Murray uh, uh, is the only top 10 team in, in uh, Section 4. Roseau is the only top 10 team from Section 8. And Maple Grove, same thing with Section 5. So a couple of these sections uh, are shaping up that they're going to be a battle, if, if the two teams even get that far, because, you know, you can get tripped up in the semis, you know, with, with, with the wrong set of circumstances. So, you know. Maple Grove just got done what? They beat Champlain Park in overtime. There you go. Right. And, okay. and, uh, and, and Rozo, um, don't tell me that Moorhead and Rozo, that's not going to be, you know, still, still oh, yeah. an issue. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, uh, um, uh, and, and Stillwater's not a Hillary section. We just got them playing Stillwater and they're, 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 they're tough and gritty. So, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I actually think, don't you think, I mean, you've been covering, I, I think it's, um, it's, it's maybe more pronounced this year, but boy, I think it's, I think it's kind of been that way now for the last three or four years. Yeah. Well, first of all, I say thank God it's back because last year we couldn't really do non-conference. Yeah, so that's true. Good point. Yeah. You, what we've really got here. And then secondly, I, I, I get a little cynical. I don't believe, you know, oh, there's 10 or 15 teams that can win it. I don't ever believe that. I believe it's more yeah. like half a dozen. And I don't necessarily have my half a dozen top of my head right now, but I really don't beyond that I, i'm not a believer in that much it it, it, it gets over, it gets overstated and it kind of becomes coach speak right because you want to oh, basically yeah. cover your ass <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, it's like you said, they beat you. Well, you know, they were underrated. <laughs> see, 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 how do you like this? It's like, we're all going to say, yeah, anyone in our section can be a so, so why are you guys fighting so hard to be the number one seed? <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful comeback. I like it. I like it. Well, it's been a pleasure, sir. Thank you for the time. And, and uh, for those that, that keep score of these things, I was uh, trying to make this interview actually a two, a two part situation where I would talk to Ken for about 15 minutes and then bring on a, a, a coach of a female's uh, program. That interview did not work out. There was logistical challenges. I'm going to have one uh, for you in, in the next couple of weeks with a, a, fe- a female coach of a girls team. There's a lot of good ground to cover there and I look forward to bringing you that, but, for now, it's been a pleasure to speak with Ken Pauly from Benilde St. Margaret, and be sure to uh, check out the Minnesota Hockey Hub for coverage of, of games involving the Red Knights and other, other top teams, and, and uh, the coverage also StarTribune.com. And we'll, uh, we'll see you again next week on Talking Preps. Thanks. Thanks, David. Thanks for